100% of everything going on in the house, like consider it 100% on you. Don't think this is a 50-50 marriage. Well, my wife just did, woke up, and now it's my turn to wake up. No one wins in that situation. The only way you as a man win is by just going all out. Get ready to tune in to stories of average men striving for greatness to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. Hey men, what is up? It's Scott here again, and I have with me today Will Bronstein. Will uh, interview me on his podcast, A Dad's Path podcast. Uh, you can find him at dadspath.com. I'll tell you that again at the end because, and we'll make sure it's in the show notes, but uh, Will has uh, been going through the journey of first-time fatherhood, which I think is really cool, and so what do you do? You start a podcast and you start talking to other men about fatherhood, which I think is amazing. Welcome to the show, Will. Thanks a lot for having me, Scott. It's good to be here. Yeah. I I, I just love it when somebody's like, hey, I'm going through this. I'm going to create something. And um, so let's talk about that because you know you have one child, if I remember correctly. Two kids. Two kids. You, you have two now. Yeah. The first okay. one caused the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're a seasoned veteran. Yes. Um, so, you know, you you have a kid and you decide to start a podcast. Let's start there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I really started the, the website, the podcast kind of all at the same time, mm -hmm. um, a dad's path. But the reasoning was that, um, you know, as I, you know, I myself had a really good father. I still do had a great childhood and felt really ready to be a dad. And then <laughs> reality struck. Right. Right. Uh, so, you know, and I, and I was ready, you know, that's the thing. I was ready. I was also overwhelmed because it's an overwhelming sensation. There's a lot going on, a lot of change happening for you, for your family, oh, yeah. um, you're adding to your family, you know, so that I think, you know, I was sort of struck by that you can have both those thoughts at once. Like I am overwhelmed, but that's okay. It's normal. And I started looking for resources, you know, to help me, <laughs> um, yeah. And didn't really find them. You know, I saw a lot of stuff from moms out there, which is great. And, you know, I think, um, you know, if I'm going to stereotype a little, hopefully not, not too offensively, but, you know, moms tend to be maybe better at talking to each other and opening up with each oh, other. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And that's changing, which is cool, but it's still um, less natural sometimes. So in any case, uh, I didn't find the resources for dads out there. And I talked to other friends, other dads and started the site, you know, did well, I, you know, I skipped a couple of steps, did a lot of research and yeah. learning everything I could, um, you know, formally learning. And, um, but then, yeah, um, started the site and, and all that sort of thing. That's really cool because you're, you're absolutely right on multiple factors here. One, it's overwhelming when you're first, even a second time dad. I mean, it is really overwhelming. Our nature is to provide for our family, feed our family. And today's environment, there's a lot more expected of us, a lot more we're involved with. And it is, it, it's, it, it steps outside of our DNA a little bit, if you will. Um, and then the thing that guys, guys are horrible and, and I'm working really hard at getting guys to, I just had an event and the, and the whole premise was like, it's time to come together and like shed your, shed your social armor and like be who you are and share what you're going through because other men need to know because they can learn from that and they can teach you from that. So here you are, you're by yourself kind of in this fatherhood world, you know, you and your wife, but you're like, okay, no one talks about this. 
I'm just going to start talking about it, which I think is just amazing. I think it's incredible when somebody takes that that sword, if you will, and kind of charges forward with it. And podcasting has been this really cool opportunity. I think it's really helped a lot of men um, put out a voice that's needed to be put out there. So that's uh, what have yeah. you learned? <laughs> right, right. Or in in 30 minutes, says, would you would you tell that? us everything you've learned about fatherhood? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I, I, as my wife likes to joke, uh, men will do anything to avoid therapy. So here comes the podcast kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But no, I mean, uh, being able to talk to, first of all, I, I am joking. Therapy, you know, yeah. is a very good thing. But, it is. Um, you know, I, I was able to do, you know, a lot of learning on my own and then more learning through the podcast, through, you know, interviewing sort of thought leaders in the space and um, interesting um, dads mm-hmm. and men like yourself and, uh, you know, the other side about the overwhelming aspect is, you know, you're always going to be a little overwhelmed. Like, <laughs> you know, I like you're sitting here quietly like, oh, Will's so cute. He's got a little seven-year-old and he thinks he has things tough. Like, I've got a friggin' teenager, man. You right. know, like, <laughs> right. you know, it's always I another mean, element. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole nother world, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not going to get easier, I don't think. Uh, so you know, you need, I mean, it changes, right? The challenges it. change, it's different. the opportunities change, all those sort right. of things, all those, all those sort of things. Yeah. Yeah. So now you've, you've embarked on this journey, but you, you, you do understand that the answers don't stop because as you evolve and your kids evolve to get older and older, the problems change, the tactics change, the um, experience changes. I think it just keeps getting better and better. So how old are your kids? Uh, seven and a half, four and a half. Okay, so a boy and a girl, yeah, still yep. pretty young, still pretty young. So, what has been a, what's been your experience doing this? I mean, you 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 said you've been tapping into thought leaders, talking about to other men in this scenario. Like, was it was it a little overwhelming what you were learning at first, or 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 were you kind of like, oh, thank goodness, there's other people that have the answers for me. Yeah, I mean, I think sort of both, right? Like, I would, I would have an issue and then look for a thought leader to help solve yeah. it. I mean, I, um, you know, so um, th- things along. I, I think a lot of a lot of challenges um, are internal, um, you know, and understanding the emotions that are happening, you know, for for us as new dads, um, and how we should be acting and how we should quote unquote dad you know um do we raise our voices how do we how do we do the right consequences for actions uh those sort of things right and it's easy it it can be really overwhelming but at the same time it's uh there are answers and not answers like you do it this way but answers like here are ideas and this might work this might work this might work and i mean whatever works today to your point will not work tomorrow. That's part of the right. the fun and the huge challenge of, 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 oh, for of sure. raising kids, right? Like, yeah, they learn, <laughs> they get smarter. They do. They so, evolve. Yeah. They evolve. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. They've outsmarted the system. Yeah. They've escaped. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Dapper Guru. Dapper Guru are men products that help you look good while conquering the world. Let's face it, gentlemen, we should not be using our wife's soaps and oils and such. We should smell like men and use products developed specifically for men. My friend at Dapper Guru, Robert, created these products. He tests these products. He is the real deal. This is a veteran-owned, veteran-supported company. And the cool thing is, is if you go to that webpage and put in the code 
brotherhood, you will get 10% off all of your purchases. I use the products. My son uses the products. Josh uses the products. You should be using the products. That's Dapper Guru. Check out the link in the podcast notes. Go place an order, place a small order, check it out. Uh, and you will know why we use these products. So you've, man, how many, how many, do you know the number of interviews you've done or podcasts you've done at this point? Uh, not a huge, yeah, maybe 60 or so around okay. there. Yeah. That's a, like, think about that though. 60 conversations with specifically around being a dad. Uh, that's a lot of learning time. I don't think you should undervaluate that. No, thank at all. you. Actually, I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's easy to. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, and there's prep time for each one, and then also I'm on other podcasts like yourself, where yeah, um, and, you know, and I'm sure you're the same way. If you started adding up the hours that you're uh, not being a father, but you're studying the art of being a dad, right? Yeah, it, it's probably not in, insignificant. You should feel good about that. Oh yeah, no. You and what you're doing, I I just want to say it's really really amazing because the one thing in my group that I get a lot is I have a kid coming and I have all these things. So you touched on a few of the things that guys really seem to um seem to struggle with, you know, emotional response, anger. Anger is a big deal, right? Like and what are the societal expectations of what I'm supposed to do in this situation um compared to how I want to respond in this in this situation? you know, and just the emotions. I think there's so much out there for women. You're going to have these emotional roller coasters. You're going to feel this way when you, you know, well, where's the thing that says, Hey guys, your wife's going to be going through major hormonal changes. Uh, buckle up. I mean, you know, and so what has been, what has been the response? What's been your experience as you've kind of gone through this and, uh, and taken this journey? Yeah, no, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, the roller, roller coaster concept um is right on and not for for all emotions i mean the way that it it resonated you know with me is um you know you read gosh you have this baby and you know the angels come from above and da, 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 da. and i mean that's true in a lot of ways but then when the challenging days come you know there's complicated emotions because you're you're trying to <laughs> as you said react in the right way and you know raise um a child in the right way. So they'll have the right ethics and the right, you know, all, all those sort of things. So that's where it can, the roller coaster, you know, can come also emotionally internally. So understanding that I think really helped me and also um, helped other dads, you know, that's, that, that's what, what I'm, I'm also sort of happy with or, or proud of no matter where, you know, I've done a bunch of podcasts, but, you know, I have a couple thousand dads signed up and, you know, getting my emails and, hopefully mm -hmm. getting some value. And if there's just like a little value each time, you know, from some of the dads, then, you know, you, I'm sure you look at your, your impact the same way. It's like, Hey, we are doing something good no matter what, like at the, yeah. at the end of the day that you got, you got that going for you. Right. Right. Yeah. So what's the, what's the biggest feedback or thing that you really see fathers focusing on? Cause I know what mine are, but I've got, I've got fathers and grandfathers and, you know, all sorts of to be fathers. It's a very big range of of guys in my group and I, I get this input maybe you do too but i get this input from all areas but what do you think is like the biggest thing on their mind yeah i mean so we, we get a couple things um one is figuring out your role both internally mm -hmm. but then also like how to be useful you know when you're talking about the fourth trimester when you're, you know the 
the first three months, the first year, the first, you know, year and a half or whatever, where dad is depending, um, no matter how involved they want, you know, you want to be, it, uh, the, the, you know, your, your child needs mom, right. For maybe right. For breastfeeding, maybe for just preference. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of feedback around that, you know, cause again, it's like on one end you have the, you know, angels coming from the sky, you know, mm-hmm. I've got this beautiful baby. And then on the other end in the middle of the night or whatever, they're crying, things are really hard. You're trying to add value. You're not sure if you are. Um, so that, that's certainly one area. And then as the kids get older, um, as we alluded to, you know, um, you know, keeping your temper as a specific, like, yeah, gosh, this, this is really hard to do. Um, yeah. not raising your voice, how you react, those, those sort of things. Yeah. So as a, if I were a new father and I'm, I'm asking you a question like, Hey, how do I prepare? What's your, do you have a blanket answer? Do you have a way that you answer that? Cause I have a way I answer it. Um, I'm curious what yours is. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't have a blanket answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, it, it, I think, um, you need to prepare to be unprepared. Like there's, like I said, yeah. like a lot of things you're going to be surprised about. And, um, and, and one of the reasons is because every kid is different and every family reacts differently. And there are some things that are going to be similar. Like you said, there's, you know, hormones going on and things like that. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot you're not going to know. I mean, get your sleep. I would say that, (laughs) you know, yeah, no joke, real practical, like sleep when you can. Yeah. What's your answer? Is that you said? Yeah. Oh, my answer is, it's pretty simple. Actually, it's pretty simple, but very hard. It's not about you. Like you give up like give up your hobbies, give up your perception of what it's going to be like, give up what you think your role is going to be, give up the way you think your wife is going to act, give up how you think a kid is going to respond or sleep or, uh, you know, vomit or whatever. Just understand that you know nothing and you, you your role is support role. And whether that, and, and so I kind of always wrap it back into the 100% rule. Like, 100% of the of everything going on in the house like consider it 100% on you. Don't think this is a 50-50 marriage. Well, my wife just did, you know, woke up and now it's my turn to wake up. No one wins in that situation. The only way you as a man win is by just going all out. So don't smother, but just be very perceptive to what's going on and then don't get wrapped up in the emotions. Like you, your wife might kick you and say you're ugly and she can't stand you. Well, you've got to understand that there's so much going on hormonally because we'll get guys like, well, how long till I get to have sex and I can't sleep and I have to work the next day. And I'm like, Hey, Hey buddy, your wife can't sleep and has to breastfeed all day. So like put it away. That's really what I'm like. You just got to die to yourself really. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that, um, that's great advice. Yeah. And then, you know, figuring out the the next step, right? The phoenix, the rebor- rebirth, because at some point you do need to find that balance in terms of at the very, very least, right? Like working out, right? Or taking care of yourself or whatever it is. Really good point. And then keeping your mental health. And But you're right. At the at the first parts, you really need to be um, subservient to the um, to the family at large. Yeah. And it, it doesn't mean you're 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 not in charge. It doesn't mean you're not the leader. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like. Just it's servant leadership at this point. And you are I'm glad you said that because I don't want anybody to get me wrong. You will perform best for your family if you are fit, if you are eating right and you're getting the right amount of sleep and you're performing your duties to provide for them. 
you've got to make sure that you're taking care of those things. Now, I'm just saying it may not be, hey, I get to watch an hour of football. That might be a changing thing in your life for quite a while. Or I get to come home from work, kick back and drink a beer. Like, no, that's not going to go over so hot. And that's really where I think a lot of guys kind of miss this. Like they grew up seeing their dad do X, but they don't remember when they were tiny what was going on. And maybe their dad was a really bad example, but <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's, that's right. No, I, I mean, what you're saying is, is uh, spot on and you're talking about prioritization, right? Yeah. Saying like, yeah, I still want to grab a beer, you know, but I can't do it until I've done all the other things. And number right. one is taking care of my family. And number two, you know, is, is then getting my workout in and I don't have much, much time because it's, you know, after work. And th then during that first year or whatever it is, when you're not sleeping at all, it's not the time to have it because if you're doing that, then you're not getting as much sleep and you're, you know, maybe one night, but yeah, you know, to your point, yeah. You change the prioritization and, and, and that's something you can review over time too. And because your kids will change, they'll require less, they'll require different things is better than less. They'll require different things. Oh um, my gosh. So, yeah, I think the, the best message for fathers, I think you would agree is be prepared to be unprepared because they're just changing. Every, every stage is completely different. What it, I kind of hate to put you on this, on the point, on the spot here, but what's been your favorite stage, your favorite age so far? Oh, it's, it's hard. It all, um, you know, kind of comes together. Um, I mean, I the, yeah, it, it, yeah, I, I, I will say it's, I, I love little babies, but once they got a little bit beyond that tiny baby stage, I really liked being able to connect with them. I mean, that's, that's maybe number one. So, you know, when you ask parents, at least um, a lot of parents I've spoken to, like their favorite age is the age they're at now. And they're, and they're earnest about it. They're honest about it. It's not like, yeah. oh, you know, I love my little bit. That's you my know, answer. Like, I love them equally. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it really is like a, um, a, a true answer. And, you know, my seven and a half year old, you know, we play chess now, right? Like wow, we do cool. other things. We play, you know, a little soccer in the yard and we'll play tennis in the yard now, you know, like, so those are things that we could never do when he was three and a half, um, or I'm sorry, four and a half, my daughter's age, you know, not the same, same way yet when he was four and a half, he tells these ridiculous jokes and, you know, that he doesn't tell now so that, you know, it doesn't, it, that doesn't make me sad. It's more just like that was then this is now. My daughter, who's four and a half, tells these ridiculous jokes that make me laugh and laugh, and I'm going to be sad when they go away. But then we'll be able to do something, you know. So, yeah, I understand now that answer of my favorite age being their current age. Yeah, in fact, I can agree to that wholeheartedly, except for <laughs> this one, like six month. I think for some parents it's longer period when all of a sudden, I mean, just out of the blue, and this is teen years you become you you go from becoming knowing things to being a complete idiot and your kid knows everything that happens and that's real and it is so challenging it's like no i like they have the answers and I, we're so lucky ours was really quick that went through that 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 what, stage what what sorry what age was that so 16 for my oldest who's now okay. 18 but is that, um, and that was a boy Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think girls, you know, it's, it's going to be different boys and girls, everything, everybody I've interviewed, but man, I'm telling you guys who have not hit that stage yet, there is this point where you every day you're like, am I dumb? Because I'm being treated like I'm a complete idiot. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, it's so hard to explain. So it's hard to prepare people for, but it's, 
it's literally you're looking at someone you're thinking they literally think that they know everything about everything and it is that is a very 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 challenging phase it's hard to like somebody that acts like that (laughs) right (laughs) no i bet that's and that and that goes you know to a a um you know premise we try and teach at a younger age which is uh being aware of the words be careful right Uh oh and because it's very easy and you see parents all the time when they see their kid you know at the playground be careful be careful be careful you know and then that's what's the message you're sending right and uh, the real, me- you know, message you should, you need to be specific, right? Like, uh, what's your plan when you get to the edge of that, uh, concrete or what's the, you know, are you going to jump off there? Or, you know, is that safe? You know, having them think about it and that it feels like there's that corollary in a way where it's like, all right, you know, that headstrong teenager, they're going to do what they want to do, Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. your job is to keep them on the track. They can kind of bounce off the walls a little bit, but they got to stay on the track. Right. So yeah, whatever. the way. Yeah. I love I love that you brought that to this point to that point because I, I do really I get fearful. I watch my wife get fearful about things. Like my son want my 18-year-old wants to get into mountain biking. I've been cycling forever. And I'm like, okay, well, you have to wear a helmet and then be careful when you're riding here so the car because cars pull out. And I'm like, like, when did I become this guy? And it goes back to Jordan Peterson, whether you like him or not. I really like the saying he says is, um, what is it like? Let, let your kids do dangerous things carefully. And that's kind of what you're talking about. Like, Hey, yeah, go climb on that thing. But what's your plan if you get really high and you start to slip and, yeah. uh, like think through the consequences, but sometimes they got to learn on their own. And I think that there's way too, I, do you feel this way? I feel there's way too much coddling and, and, and like protect it, this air quotes, protecting their kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, there absolutely can be. So that's, you know, it's good to be aware of that, right? Like I think you're, you're spot on. Um, and, but yeah, you have to make sure they don't do anything too crazy. <laughs> you know, I, know. So. I know. The other uh, Jordan Peterson quote I like a lot, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, you know, he tells his kids that they don't have to follow stupid rules as long as they're uh, fine with following the stupid consequences of breaking those rules and they get caught, yeah, right? Like <laughs> Exactly. I, that, is one, that is probably my favorite one because I've had that conversation with my kids. Like, I don't agree with the school on that rule. And if a kid is notoriously and non, he's bullying you, I'm, I taught them how to put them down. I'm like, yeah. here's a very effective way even if someone's really strong to take care of the situation, but understand that that's against the school rules and understand that you will be dealing with those consequences. We will have our own things at home, but understand. And and there's so much freedom in that because now they have these, if I, a, I get B, but they're using critical thinking in between. So I think it's beautiful. I'm glad you brought that one up. It's one of my favorites. So yeah, no. And then, you know, just on the flip side, there's a, there's a, um, dad who came to me and really smart guy, um, didn't finish high school and Mm -hmm. it ended up that they wanted to test, um, everyone for marijuana, you know, and he was a, a user, which, um, and his dad would, you know, agreed on the principle, you know, you really, that, that shouldn't be allowed. That shouldn't be a reason. So we never graduated. Uh, and I disagree a little bit with the dad. I agree with the premise, like that shouldn't be a, <laughs> something yeah, right, in schools. Right. And it's, that wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a public right. school or anything. It was a specific situation. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, 
it's really important you, you have your degree. And when I talked to the dad, he felt the same way. You know, mm -hmm. he wished that he would have gone that other path and figured that out. Um, and again, he's living a great life. He's got you know, kids and, yeah. are, you know, he has a very good job, actually. So um, that's the other lesson. You never know where, where life will lead you on that on that path. But um, but as fathers, I think it is important to, you know, there are some some areas where you have more knowledge and you can think further, you know, as a teenager, they don't have their um, our brains aren't fully their brains aren't fully developed and right so that's my our wife, job my wife has to remind me and i know this um as with a degree in psychology the brain really doesn't stop or doesn't uh get to full development till like 26 because so i'm like our 18 year old like what is he thinking she's like uh, like she's like scott you got to understand he's like still like youthful in the brain and, and there's a lot of learning and it's it is really it's really difficult and it's just kind of like having these really wide guardrails that are outside the ditches. So you got the road, then you've got the ditches, then you got these guardrails, right. right? You want them to be able to like go into that ditch and have a really bumpy ride and maybe get scratched up, but then you don't want them to go off the cliff. Right. Um, and I think there, you know, that's, that's okay. kind of a really great analogy to how we're trying to guide the kids is like, oh, we're going to give you room for error. We're going to tell you what, what probably is the best solution or the best way to handle something so have you had talks you have a, you have a seven-year-old so have you have have you had talks of how to deal with bullying or any situation in school with them have you had that go up against that no thankfully um yeah. have not yeah i feel very fortunate um from what i can tell about the school it's been um i, I haven't i haven't heard of that or seen that or anything yeah. like that so yeah doesn't it, mean it, i'm sure it happens but just yeah. Yeah. Well, middle school was brutal. Yeah. Middle yeah. school was brutal for me. It was brutal for my kids. And that's where all those conversations <laughs> came. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, let's assess what we're going to do here because you're going to get in trouble if you do what I want you to. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, um, that's right. I will tell you what I'll miss, you know, when we go back to the age thing that, you know, um, I love how they get older and, um, but I'll just say, you know, my son on the weekends wears pajamas. That's mm -hmm. like his gym. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, he um, will go to the playground, to a school playground on some weekends and there'll be some other kids there and they won't care. They'll say, hey, you're wearing your pajamas or whatever. Um, at some point, someone will say something or he'll just say, hey, this isn't normal and I don't want yeah. to do it, I think. Yeah. Or not. I hope or maybe, you know, hopefully never he'll never feel that external pressure anyway. <laughs> right. Um but that's the kind of thing that's so cute that, you know, it'll be a little sad to go away, but, uh, you know, all you can do is appreciate it. Right. So, right. Yeah. So, you know, this yeah, weekend that, I'm going to take him to the playground and we'll, we'll go in our pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that cuteness does go away. I mean, there is time. I mean, I, I, I now call my sons handsome, you know, they're teenagers. So, you know, you're yeah. handsome emerging into manhood and it, it is a completely different thing. And I had a, a memory thing pop up. It was like 10 years ago today on Facebook. And it was my little guy, playing soccer my youngest and he was he was four and he's like running and he's running with his thumbs up like this he, he would run by us and he'd have both his thumbs up with this funny grin and he's like oh oh my gosh but um it was super cute and we still do see the th the fun thing as a father is you could still do that with him like i'd make that and if you're not watching i'm really sorry because it's it's so it's just classic but i'll do that to him and he's like oh my gosh and he laughs because we've shown him the pictures um because he would always do that every time hey hey corbin how's it going he'd give us a double thumbs up um but 
you can hang on to those, right? Those, those create incredible memories. And this is a really big point. I think you probably agree with me is a lot of fathers are so buried in their phone and their work that they're missing those moments. So have you, have you had conversations with men around that, that point? Oh yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, on a lot of different levels, you know, on the work-life balance and changing that to the, um, literally in the moment, the minutia of, you know, kind of checking your email while play, quote playing with your kid. Right. And, and understanding, yeah. you know, that's where, I mean, you, you know, it's wrong, right? Like <laughs> yeah. you, you separate those two things, uh, for a lot of reasons. Right. I mean, um, and actually a kind of interesting reason, uh, that I think might be worth exploring, not, a, not in this conversation with any, um, you know, psychologist, but you know, when you're checking your phone, there's like the dopamine issue happening. Oh right? yeah. Where you're like, do I have an email? No. Uh, yes, yes. And you, you know, you get the spike. So I think there's that like spike mm -hmm. and then it goes down and then you're going to play with your kid. Like, you know what I mean? So things are just, you know, Oh, that's real. That's real. real. Yeah. yeah. This episode of the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast is brought to you by Direct Hemp. Direct Hemp are the CBD experts who stand behind all of their products, their providers, and all of the great science behind new innovations in the space. So I've been using some of their products, uh, specifically Charlotte's Web Sleep Gummies. This is a hemp extract infused gummy with melatonin. And I'll tell you what, my wife and I have both experienced amazing results from using these sleep gummies. We're sleeping better. We're waking up more refreshed. We're falling asleep faster. We're getting more REM sleep. I really pay attention to my sleep analytics. I have several apps and devices that actually record how well my sleep is. And these things make a massive difference. And why do I care? Because sleep improves, good sleep improves judgment, recovery, it reduces stress, it reduces inflammation, it improves memory and aids in weight loss, among other things. And these are all scientifically backed facts. So you need to be getting better sleep. And the best place to get your sleep products is through Direct Hemp. So check out the show notes. There will be a link to get 15% off. Use the coupon code BROTHERHOOD and you'll be on your way to better sleep with great tasting, very effective gummies, as well as hundreds of other brands and companies or uh, products that you will enjoy. So you're, you're giving up like a dopamine hit to go play with your kids. So there's a, there is a lot of studies around that. And I think the, I think it's why it's so, I mean, you just kind of nailed something I never really thought about. So my brain's reeling here, but it's so incredibly important to keep that completely out completely out of that scenario. Um, now I can be a little over. So we're, I took my son to the barbershop to get his haircut and I'm pretty passionate about this stuff. I'm sitting on a couch. It's two. I'm waiting for him. You know, he's 14. He's, he's telling him what he wants. He's getting it done. And a little boy comes in, he's carrying a phone, of course, which drives me freaking crazy. <laughs> yeah. And his dad um, sits down and he, his son has to sit next to me, which is kind of awkward anyway. Right. And so his son asks him to move and he moves and his dad sits down to me, flipped flips open his phone. And I'm like, you're missing the opportunity. So I'm already like, or, you know, I'm going to like, okay, whatever. Then he gets on Instagram reels or TikTok. I'm not sure. And he's got his phone on full blast. 
And he's listening to all these reels. You know how the, the music changes, the sound change, everything sounds every time you scroll. And I was so pissed. <laughs> I was because everybody around him now is listening to this. And what I was upset about was the fact that, you know, give, give your son a phone and sit him. He's probably like seven. Sit him over there, make him entertain himself. And then you're going to go in your own world. And I stood up and I looked at him and I said, I did not come here to listen to your bleepity bleep TikTok. This is ridiculous. And I, I just looked him in the face and he just like stunned. And I walked away and sat somewhere else. And at the end of the thing, my, my son goes, why'd you get up all of a sudden? And like, oh God. But that, I mean, I'm so impassioned. I'm so passionate because I see the damage done by, by parents who are zoned out on their phones when they're with their kids. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's so many things, right? As you said, it's a missed opportunity. It's teaching bad habits. Um, yeah, and it, it, it's just sad. I mean, you know, so I, as dads, though, what we can do is take that as inspiration, right? And say, okay, that's not the right way. Oh, <laughs> that's not how I want to yeah. be a father because a good father would be playing with their kid and talking to their kid and teaching their kid good lessons in a, in a fun way or whatever it is you want to be doing just interacting and connecting and loving. Right. Yeah. And I'm sorry that that kid didn't have that from his dad. Me too. But that doesn't mean that my, my kids won't. And you know, other dads who are listening to this, hopefully will will feel the same thing and say, Hey, you know, I, just because I see bad choices made doesn't mean I have to be, be there. Right. Yeah. And so I didn't love how I responded in that situation. I wasn't, I wasn't like, I didn't threaten him. I'm just like, I don't want to hear this. This is silly, right? You know, I'm like straight up. And But what I always use, especially at the older ages, um, is I tell my son, this is what happened. This is what happened in my head. This is how I responded. This is how I wish I would have done it differently. Mm. And I think, you know, so I've, I've started to reframe things that I would feel bad about that I did into, no, these are really great opportunities to take like the way I responded and glean on someone else to learn from my mistakes. So even if that gives them a little bit of a like, don't, Hey, don't overreact, react in these situations, control what you can control. I could control by moving away, but I felt so bad for his kid. And I think this is just the norm now. I, I, it really is the norm and it's really sad. <laughs> That's crazy. Did you wait? So did you, did you talk to the kid or the dad? The dad. Okay. Yeah. I looked him right in the face <laughs> and he didn't, did he respond? Uh, he was in shock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. he stopped. He stopped playing his th his stuff out loud. I mean, that was done at that moment. Um, wait, 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 it was the dad who was doing the TikToks. Yes, it was oh, the dad. It was the kid. <laughs> oh no, I wouldn't do that to a kid. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. The kid was on his own phone. No. Oh gosh, you're probably going, dude. I'm I'm getting interviewed by this crazy man right now. No, I I said it right to the dad. I stood up right to the dad and said, dude, I did not come here to listen to your stupid wow. social media, whatever really I said. Yeah. 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 But you know, it's like, I felt so bad for the kid yeah. because we know what's going to happen. It's just going to be repeated, but that you're right. That dopamine relating the lack of dopamine hit when you're with your kid, when you can get it real fast from the phone, I've never put those two together, but that's gotta be dangerous. Yeah. And you get emails, right? I mean, sometimes it's like a Oh, uh, you know, like a clothing email and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. And sometimes it's like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible news. Da, da, da. It's like, oh, OK. Totally to changes everything. Yeah. Right. Have you turned off all your alerts on your phone or how do you deal with that personally? Um, I, no, I have not. I don't have a smartwatch. So I think that's a, a plus. And I don't keep my phone 
um, sort of um, tethered as much. I mean, it's yeah. with me obviously when I'm traveling, but I I don't tether it to me. Yeah, I've I have a smartwatch. It has. I, I'm like I tell my wife this thing is dumb for me even to own because I've turned off every notification possible. It's just a watch that always has the right time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it tracks my sleep. I'm like, it's really ridiculous because I doing this when you're talking with your kids and you hit something that's, I think is so incredibly important when you open an email. I mean, a good amount of times it's can be pretty bad news work wise. Like all of a sudden I'm like, I've had many times where I've looked and I'm like, and it completely changes my mood and I'm out of the moment. I'm not there with my kids. That's right. You yeah, lose the moment. Really and that's dangerous. like, that's one of the main lessons that I've, I've learned and keep learning, you know, but uh, just in life in general, I mean, staying in the moment, you know, when right. you're playing with your kids, if you're a hundred percent with them, they feel that you feel it. I mean, that's where the connections happen. And you yeah. know, that's, that's with everything, right? Like with yeah. work, you need to be able to focus with working out and, that's where also like working out and meditation and things like that, whatever your tool is, can be good to help you get better at that. You know, because it, it, it's also it's a muscle, right? It's not it easy is. to focus, especially in this twenty four seven weird world of like yeah. we're just talking about emails all the time and text and this and that. I right. mean, as connected as you want to be, so yeah, too connected. Um, I love the focus mode on my computer. I can turn it on on my my phone and it turns my computer on to focus and vice versa. What are, let's, let's wrap this up because everybody knows what my like skill set or my, my practices are to keep myself, you know, in, in the moment and mentally and physically prepped. You just talked about meditation. You just talked about exercise. So what are some non-negotiables in your life that keep you sharp and functioning as the best father and husband you can be? Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, it depends on the sort of age of your kids and where, where you are, but, uh, you know, I'm at the age where a good word now is balance, like we said, kind mm -hmm. of where I am able to prioritize more, more things on my plate, which is good. Um, so, you know, I have non-negotiables like working out. Uh, that's really important. And yeah, uh, I have others that should be non-negotiables, maybe that that happened in the past that, you know, kind of go away when I don't feel like they're serving me as much and I, I need to bring them back. And uh, a couple samples examples uh, would be, you know, meditation. Um, there was a time I was meditating all the time and that was really uh, felt beneficial. Um, another one, which <laughs> I hate to say because it's so simple and it's like, is walking, you know, just going for like. Oh, walking's like massive. It's, it's so huge. crazy. It like, works so well. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Like beats any bad mood almost. It's like, it's so crazy, you know, and then I'm like sitting in my office in a bad mood. I'm like, oh, there's nothing I can do. It's like, dude, walk, just walk. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here. Oh, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> I'm really glad you brought that up. And I'm really glad, glad you said it's kind of, it's stupid because it's so simple because it is, but guys don't do it. Yeah. And, yeah. and I would even go as far as like, leave your phone behind, like let yourself oh, have smart. some time to just like time. And those, those walks, man, they're magical. So I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, and then when we talk about other areas of, of balance, I mean, um, it's really important to have the social side, you know, for mm -hmm. me. So to have friends and, um, you know, in different ways, like we don't do the, maybe not out as, as late, but, <laughs> right. but, to, right. but, you know, um, like we talked about in the beginning of the call, like having dads you can talk to and open up about things. Oh man, I feel really bad. I, I raised my voice mm -hmm. when I shouldn't have. I said this, which was just really not the right thing to say. And, 
it feels so good to do that. It's crazy, you know, and I mean, yeah. that's saying, you know, like therapy and that whole thing, but it, it's just, it, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a way to kind of build friendship too on another level um, at a time where it's really hard because you don't have as much time, you know, and um, that's just how it, how it is. And then the other area of balance, I mean, when you talk to uh, sort of, uh, you know, dads and relationships that didn't end successfully. Uh, right. Or ended, you know, with separation, I should say, because that's how it was supposed to end or that's how it ended. You know, they say, um, a lot of those dads say, gosh, we just didn't invest in each other. Yep. You know, we were, we love our kids. We spend, we are great parents. We spend so much time with our kids and, and, you know, and have all this balance in different areas of their life. And then with their spouse, with their partner, it just isn't there. And that's an area that needs work because that, you know, talk about things that change, like you change internally, but your, your guy's relationship totally changes. I mean, in so many ways, Yeah, we don't have time to talk about that, obviously, you know, but, but but that's it's, something if you don't it's something invest I talk in, about a lot. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure if you don't yeah. invest in it, it, it can go away. Uh, yeah. So that's another part of the balance. That's, that's really, really important. That's awesome. I, and I think that's a really good place to wrap it up because I think that's something guys need to think about. Like you got to You've got to nurture and, and cultivate your relationship with your wife, because that is ultimately like, Hey, if it's too late, it's too late, but that's ultimately something your kids are really going to, it's, it's a developmental thing that really helps them when you're together, you're working together and you're, you're in unity, but it's very hard because things life changes. Will, thank you so much for your time. I, I know it's, it's valuable and uh, fleeting at times. So thank you very much. Well, it is valuable. And Scott, your time's valuable too, but you know, we're trying to serve a higher purpose with, yep. you know, hopefully this isn't just me and you listening. Hopefully you I know, don't the, think dads so. on the audience we're will, good. <laughs> will get a, uh, a lesson or two or learn. And, you know, even if this, if, if, if not, I've, I've gained from the conversation. Same right? here. Like, yep. So yep. my kids will be better and, um, and I'll feel better as a dad. So Scott, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot thank for having you. me. I'll yeah. See you soon. Yeah. yeah thank you. Uh, you guys, that's, that's it. If you're listening, it's, it's like, if this made a difference, that's all I care about. That's all Will cares about is it you know, something you can glean from this. Thank you so much for joining us on us on this episode of brotherhood of fatherhood podcast. Make sure you check out a dad's, Oh gosh, dadspath.com. Yes. I was going to say life, so I would have totally messed that up. A dadspath.com and then a dadspath podcast. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day. Thank you for listening to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, The Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from the Brotherhood of Fatherhood.